Have you ever wondered how to anchor your soul to God's Word? Or maybe even how Bible study could be life-giving? I am Eva Kbashik, and today I get to talk to Leslie C. Glass on Bible Study Made Simple. Have you ever felt intimidated or confused by the Bible? Or maybe you've started studying the Bible before, but haven't found a way to incorporate it into your regular routine. The Bible Study Made Simple podcast is here to help you move from intimidated and confused to confident and joyful in your approach to scripture and help you find a routine that sticks. The goal isn't checking off a box perfectly, but instead our goal is an intimate connection with the God of the Bible. Plus, having tons of fun along the way. Leslie is an encourager, writer, and rhythms coach who helps women discover and implement life-giving rhythms so that they can feel anchored and energized. Her passion for rhythms began with a few deep yet simple morning practices several years ago. Leslie lives in Georgia with her husband and children where they keep their bags packed for whatever road trip might be around the corner. Let's jump into our conversation with Leslie. Welcome, Leslie. I'm so excited that you are here to talk with me today on Bible Study Made Simple. Um, I'm especially excited to talk to you today because you talk all about Bible reading habits and rhythms, and this is so near and dear to my heart. So I'm excited and welcome to join us. I'm so excited. I am so proud of you for doing the podcast and thrilled to be here. Oh, thank you so much. So um, tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about what you do. Well, I'm Leslie. I am a writer, an encourager, a coach. Um, I love all things life-giving. I have three children in every age and stage, and they keep us super busy. And um, yeah, that's, that's, that's me in a nutshell. That is so great. Um, So you talk all about just like life-giving rhythms. And Mm -hmm. so tell us how maybe Bible reading or Bible study can fit into a life-giving rhythm. Because I think that sometimes we get super bogged down in like the details of it. So um, yeah, just break that down for us. Yes. Well, I mean, I truly, I feel like reading my Bible was the first like foundational life-giving rhythm that I experienced in my own life without really even knowing that I would call it such a thing. It was just kind of born in a time of desperation. And so it became the thing that I went back to over and over again. And in the, in that period of time, I wouldn't necessarily say that it was giving me life, although it was, it was anchoring my life. And so those are the things that we want to return to over and over again, the things that keep us grounded and give us perspective and give us hope. And that's really what Bible reading is for me. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about the, how it was like just grounding you and how it was, um, I think you used the word anchor, how it was an Mm -hmm. anchor for you. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I had been around the Bible really, I would say my whole life, but more like late elementary school through on, um, basically because of the school that I attended. So I was very familiar with the Bible, but it was very much Uh, rigid and I didn't really know how it applied to me. It was very lofty. And when I found myself uh, five or six, seven years ago in this really desperate place, um, 
I turned to the Bible because it was the common denominator that I saw in several women in my life who had had tough circumstances thrown their way and yet they were persevering and they had hope and they had something that I didn't have but desperately wanted. And the common denominator was their time spent saturated in God's word. And so that's what I went after. And I did it not knowing what I was doing, not doing it perfectly, not, you know, not with so much of a plan at all, just returning day after day. So there's probably somebody listening here that is relating to this. Mm-hmm. They uh, they relate to the word rigid. They relate mm-hmm. to um, just kind of this feeling of not knowing what they're doing mm-hmm. and maybe feeling like tight in all of these like rules that they feel yes. like they have to like come at the Bible with. Can you just encourage them and tell them maybe a a next step to make it more life-giving and less rigid and rules following related? Yes. Yes. So a couple of things, um, and get me back on track if I get off, but a couple (laughs) of things that I thought about, I can see myself sitting at my kitchen counter even still, and this would have been like four houses ago because we move a lot, but I can see that kitchen counter and I can see Gosh, it'll make me cry. It, I can see me sitting there not knowing what I'm doing, but just wanting to be, just wanting to be near God's word. And I remember reading and thinking, I don't know what I'm doing, God. I don't know what I'm doing, but just keep me here. And I would come back the next day. And in God's kindness, every so often you start reading and you're like, oh, I think he said that a few days ago. And then you go back and look again and there's something familiar. And that is like, it's just so encouraging and it doesn't happen if you only read once. And so if you come back and you come back again and you come back again over time, there's this familiarity. And isn't that what we want? Like to be known by God and to know him. I mean, that that's the ultimate. And so I think uh, Jen Wilkin once said that our Bible, or maybe it was John Piper, heck, I don't know, (laughs) somebody um, that knows the Bible well said, our daily reading is like making a deposit and you don't know when you're going to need the withdrawal. And it makes me think about our pennies. You know, my daddy always had this big glass jar of pennies and he would always throw his change in there and they recently moved. And so we had to dump all those glass jars of pennies out and roll them and count them. And it was a very dirty task, but, but he had like thousands of dollars in pennies rolled up from over the years. And it's what, that's what Bible reading is. You might not, you can't demand to to take a withdrawal today, but you are building an account of Bible knowledge and Bible familiarity and the knowledge of God that he is going to prepare you to withdraw it at the right time. And it's just, you know, I think that's what you should think of. Think about that penny that seems meaningless today, but it is not, it is not meaningless Oh, that is so good. That's so good. So do you have any just practical advice or tips for just showing up 
the next day. You know, I think that a lot of times our habits are really good, at least for me personally, my habits Mm -hmm. are really good for, you know, one Mm -hmm. to three days. And then Mm -hmm. after that, it just completely (laughs) tanks. Mm -hmm. So do you have any practical tips for us on that showing up? Well, um, I'm sure. I mean, some things, you know, number one, I think I always recommend not having a dated anything (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because dates just really throw us off and they just throw us like a mental curveball. And so um, I would just throw that out the window and just have your Bible in a place where you want it to be and that you're going to see at the time of day when you plan to read it. So if you want to read in the morning, then place your Bible at your kitchen counter or by your coffee pot or by your toothbrush or next to something that you know you're automatically already going to do. Um, Just a little bit of habit stacking there. And, And then I would say like read according to or be in your Bible according to your season. And sometimes that might look like an in-depth study. And many times it's going to look like just a familiar time in the word that might be three verses, or it might be 10, or it might be, um, you know, however, it might be an hour long. That's probably not the case for most of us, but um, just not being bound. You want your Bible reading time to be, to have a sense of freedom to it. And so you're free to come to it and enjoy and take for today, but you're not bound by these. That's not at all that's not, that's not the God of the Bible that says you have to sit here this long and, and know all the words and the definition. And Oh, by the way, do you know the Greek and, you know, all the cross references and that's just not, that's not necessary. Like you have your whole life to figure all those things out. Yeah, that's so good. One of the things that we say on this podcast all the time is that it's about connection with God, not perfection in yeah. a checklist. And I think that's that's such a good reminder for us that we do have freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, say if you today have four minutes to read your Bible and then tomorrow you have 30 minutes, you're not mm-hmm. a failure on the four minute day mm-hmm. and you're not any more holy on the 30 minute day. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, I think another thing that is really neat that you could do with your Bible is if you when you read in the morning and just try to find some takeaway. It might be some characteristic of God, or it might be some way that he encouraged you, or it might be something brand new that you noticed. For example, I have read the gospels. I don't even know how many times I've read them. And the other day I read the account of the resurrection and the women that Jesus appeared to. And the Bible says that I have never seen in 43 years of my living that they grabbed hold of his feet and worshiped him. And that picture of them grabbing his feet has now stuck with me for like four or five days and has just been so visual. Anyway, I say all that to say, I immediately in the next time that I had like one-on-one with my husband, I was like, do you remember this? Did you read this? Do you remember that they grabbed his feet? And he was like, no, (laughs) but it became a point of conversation. What I'm getting at is that if you take some nugget from your reading and wrap it into your conversation somewhere that day, whether it's singing it over your baby or talking to your toddler or having a conversation about how, who God is as you pick up from Carline or at the grocery store, you're thinking about it, just some way to like elongate the connection and the communication and the like saturation of his word, not just in your reading time, but 
throughout the day. Does that make sense? Then you like build a taste and you want to come back tomorrow. I feel like that is what has really made a difference for me is the wanting to come back tomorrow, not having to come back, but like, what do you have for me today? Lord, I can't Mm. wait to see. Yeah, that's so good. I, um, I love having like two or three friends too, that I can just text and be like, have you seen this before? (laughs) Yes. Yes. I want to say that I was reading the birth of Jesus last night and something stood out to me. And now I can't remember what it was that like I had never in my life seen before, Mm -hmm. but isn't it crazy Mm -hmm. how that happens? It is so crazy. I was wondering about that because I, I tend to be a person that watch TV shows over and over again. Mm -hmm. And every now and then I'll see something in a TV show that I'm like, Oh, I've never seen that before. But I literally was thinking about this the other day that at some point there's going to come a point where I have seen every part of that TV show and there's nothing else for me there, you know, (laughs) like nothing new is going to stand out, but we are never going to have that with the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is just the, oh my goodness. It just overwhelms me with Mm -hmm. gratitude of the depth Mm -hmm. of God. So, um, oh, that is so neat. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to have to go read that. Which gospel was that in? It's Matthew 28. Matthew 28. I'm going to have to go read that. Um, so we've talked a little bit about habit stacking. We've talked a little bit about um, just that want to and building mm-hmm. that desire for reading the Bible. We've mm-hmm. even talked about just how it accumulates over time, like our knowledge mm-hmm. and our intimacy with God really accumulates mm-hmm. over time. Mm-hmm. So how do we make this into just something that, you were talking about it being an anchor for you. Mm -hmm. How do we build this into the rhythm of our life where this becomes something that we can stand firm on that really holds us down? I think that Mm -hmm. sometimes as we are reading our Bible, we're like, okay, that was cool. I read that about God. I know that he's like this now, but like, how Mm -hmm. do I actually take that into my life and stand firm on who God is? Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing with that is the um, repetitiveness. And mm-hmm. we talked about habit, you know, maybe that's too um, uh, an overused word, but it truly like if you are, if you want to stand firm on your Bible, then stand firm in the time that you give it, stand firm in the time of day that you give it. Um, I remember lots of times and there's nothing wrong with this, but you know, well, surely I'm only supposed to read, like you only read on weekdays, right? Like weekends don't, (laughs) there's no reading on weekends, (laughs) you know, I think I must've thought about that when I was in high school, but anyway, um, I think getting into the rhythm of having the same place, the same time, the same, and, and not in a rigid way, but in a way that says like, this is an anchor. This is a, this is a, um, a stick in the ground. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna waver on this. And it doesn't mean I'm, I'm not gonna, um, yes, the priority. It doesn't mean that it has to look exactly the same every day, but it does mean that it, happens every day. And so, um, for me, that happens to be first thing in the morning. And it's because if I don't, then every other thing will get in the way. And so it truly looks like 
the coffee and the water, and then the sitting down with the Bible and the journal. And it doesn't matter if I'm here, there, or somewhere in between. Sometimes it might be my big Bible. Sometimes on vacation, it might be my little Bible, um, wherever I can access it. But I know that I'm better for me, for the Lord, for my family, if I have, um, if I have, uh, you know, given myself that anchoring Bible time. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, that's so good. Um, do you still post on your stories every day when you're reading your Bible? I can't remember on Instagram. I know, you used to. I, I know. I used to post every single day as I would read, and I haven't done it in a little bit. But I hope it's an encouragement to some, you know, just to see that it really does. It really is just an everyday yeah. practice, you know, and it doesn't have to look, I mean, doesn't have to look pretty and be all dolled up and have candles and blankets and all the things. It's just the everyday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've gotten into the habit recently of just like posting a quick picture of it um, because it really doesn't look the same for me every day. And right now mm-hmm. I've got a five month old, so it, yeah. it's not even at the same time every day because sometimes yeah. she wakes up a little earlier and mm-hmm. I don't quite get it in before she wakes up, but mm-hmm. um, we're trying to make it incorporated into a habit where even after she's up, I still prioritize it in the morning. Yeah. Um, but I love how you said like, you take it with you like through the weekends. The weekends are harder for me. I must admit it is Mm -hmm. way harder for me to get my Bible reading in on the weekends Mm -hmm. than it is Mm -hmm. every other day Mm -hmm. of the week. Mm -hmm. But I love how, as we're making it a priority, as we're making it this anchor in our life, it does become um, something that you crave. Like you, like you need that time. Um, And I mean, I think we all need that time, but I think that whenever it becomes this routine, it makes it easier to keep the routine. Um, So that is just, that's so helpful. Do you have any encouragement for somebody that's maybe just getting started and um, doesn't maybe have that feeling of um, necessity around their Bible time just yet? Mm -hmm. Well, I do think you're building an appetite. You know, that's, that's what you need to do. It's like my husband and I, yesterday, he was saying that he felt really dehydrated. And I thought to myself, you know, we drink a lot of water. And so we're more quickly to notice our dehydration because we drink a lot of water. Does that make sense? So like once you've built up, you've built up your appetite and your Bible reading habit, you're going to notice when it's missing. And that's ultimately what you want. Like you want to want it bad enough that you miss it if something happens and it's not there. And so I think my encouragement would be to start small, to not expect to not expect so much of yourself and to not demand of the Bible. I think a lot of people demand that it speak to them today for today in today's circumstances. And that's just not I don't think that's the way that the Lord is going to choose to respond. You know, he's got a word that transcends all time and all circumstances and, you know, creation, the nations, the generations, all the things. And so when we demand for today, that's, that's not the way he operates. And so I say, start small. 
um, start in something that's familiar. Um, I would probably say the book of Mark or the book of John. Um, those are just going to have the stories in it that you're most likely, even if you've not been a Bible reader, you're going to recognize some names, even if it's just Jesus and that's fine. Yeah. Um, and so I think start small, you know, read two, read five, read 10 verses. I don't think you need to read more than that unless you're just enjoying the reading and then keep reading because you will finally discover that the Bible is a story and it's meant to be read. And so, um, yeah, start small. Um, don't, don't, if you miss a day, you've missed a day and give yourself grace and come back. My rule of thumb on missing is you can miss one day, but don't miss two. Yeah. And so just come back, you know, and it's not, there's no, there's no law that's going to hit you over the head and you're going to start to turn that big ship of not having a Bible reading habit, just one little degree at a time. And that's all you want to do. You're not worried about what you will have read six months from now, but just being faithful to today. And I remember I heard, I think it was Jordan Rayner on his podcast say, you know, our job is faithfulness and the Lord's job is fruitfulness. And so if we're faithful to show up two verses a day, whatever it is, day after day after day, there will, you will reap a harvest of righteousness from it. Yeah, that's so good. Thank you so much, Leslie. Where can we find you if um, somebody wants to follow up a little bit more about your ministry and what you, what you do? Yeah, I'm on lesliecglass.com. Don't forget the C and um, Instagram, same thing, Leslie C. Glass. Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We so greatly appreciate you taking your time to come and chat with us today. Super fun, Eva. Thank you. Thank you for joining us through this episode of Bible Study Made Simple. If you want to learn how to start a Bible reading habit, head to evakaboshik.com slash habit, or click the link in the show notes to grab my free PDF to help you get started. As you take your next steps towards God through studying the Bible, I pray that you remember our goal is a connection with God over perfection in our process. Remember, your time with God doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful.